Count down. Ten seconds to firing. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, one. Let's get after it. That's right. Let's hear it, people. Let's hear it. Man, that's some crazy cat. What are you doing? I'm, I'm getting to it. Hello, and welcome to Buckaroo Holiday, a leisure service conceived, tricked out, and rendered under the auspices of the schoolyard gents, an informal sodality of swillage in the heart of sullen, uncooperative Bayshore, New York. I'm Sport Murphy, your Virgil, on this journey down the rings of heck, hoping you'll have one hell of a good time. Before I begin a proper spiel, here's a word from Gus Bodenheim, courtesy of the Old Codgers show on WFMU. Gus here, reminding you that there's still time to reserve your spot on the 2022 All-Star Eco Trip. Yes, once again, Del Barton Tours is partnering with the Bodenheim Biosphere Alliance and the Kaja Foundation on an exciting and important seven-country journey of environmental discovery. The All-Star Eco Trip will follow the science where it leads. And let me tell you, it leads to first-class fun, with no effort spared to ensure an existential treat where truth is the only inconvenience. This year's theme, Reimagining Sustainable Effluent Throughput, will be explained in incessant, specially prepared in-flight celebrity video clips. Talk about all-stars. Hi, I'm Venus Williams. I'm George Clooney. I'm George Takei. Hey, I'm Whoopi Goldberg. I'm Alec Baldwin. And as these VIPs lecture you in style and your all-star eco-trip jet hops from destination to luxury destination, you'll enjoy unparalleled fine dining prepared by our Michelin-starred Insectier. Savor the pâté de larva sauterelle, or perhaps the zesty cicada fra diavolo. Vegan options are of course available. All that exoskeletal crunch, but it ain't bug, it's bark. All meals come with a complimentary loaf of our signature Indian-style bread, non carbonara. And did I say luxury destinations? Here are just a few examples. Snorkel off the Maldives, keeping an eye out for errant plastic straws. Speak gravely with concerned Germans in the relaxing spas at Baden-Baden, and keep that all-hemp Die Erde ist tote bag as a souvenir. Closer to home on Martha's Vineyard, endure a lifelike holographic visit with the Obamas with a message of hope, change, and chastisement. Hi, I'm Barack Obama. And I'm Michelle. And we'll wrap it up in Dubai, joining His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid, etc., in a command performance by Greta, Kurt, Friedrich, Liesel et al., the Thunberg family singers. How dare you! How dare you! You you stole our future! Call now for your complimentary prospectus and secure your berth on the 2022 All-Star Eco Trip. What are you waiting for? Time is running out. Well, how about that? A little satire for everybody. I know it probably made some of you cringe. It's alright. It's harmless. I've been helping produce those spots for Gus Bodenheim to air on the Old Codger show every week. 
been doing that for a while. That one there never got used, so I figured, hey, waste not, want not. It is the green thing to do. You know, in a way, it takes the place of a lot of the production pieces I used to do. These mashups and things I used to do for Buckaroo Holiday. I'm applying a lot more of that um, production fun to the WFMU stuff now. And mostly going with songs here. But maybe I ought to do more of that. You, you miss it? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Tell me. Now, in case you didn't notice it or wouldn't know it, the opening of the show here was kind of a callback to the way the show originally was. The way I usually originally opened it with those arch intros and all that. I don't know. just felt like it. I had been planning to do a couple of special shows for the Patreon. And those are going to happen. But I discovered... I have no turntable. Stopped working. Did I say working? I stopped working. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to turn it into Popeye. I also got a new interface, and that was a, another thing that had to happen. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. The 50th show came and went. That was one of those holiday shows. I think this is the 52nd one today. So I'm glad we did the celebration, the big deal thing on 45, because I did just completely overlook the 50th show. So I guess it turns out to be appropriate to do a the first show of the new year in the old style, on the old pod bean. And incidentally, you know, that uh, Gus Bodenheim bit there with uh, the Alec Baldwin gag. I met the guy, you know, when we did the uh, Bathtubs Over Broadway movie, uh, he runs like a Hamptons Film Festival. So they had a premiere out there for the movie. Like the, <laughs> the Eastern Long Island premiere was really a big deal. But, you know, we were there. They had like a party afterwards outside. And same kind of lousy wine you get at art openings and all that. But it was okay. It was nice. He wasn't the most egregious showbiz dick I ever met. But he was a dick. You know, he, he had that great that thing that happens with celebrities. They give you one quick look. And they size you up as nobody important. And then for the rest of the time, they're always looking past you. Nice enough chat, but this, uh, you know, power play indifference trip, you know, it's crazy. Happens all the time with these people. Anyhow, there's plenty of time to chatter. Uh, I'm going to get to the music. Got a request from one of my longest and dearest friends, Jenica, for uh, a song many of you may know. Best thing Jackson Brown ever wrote. It's been covered a zillion times, but this first version still is the best one. Nico, these days. Then I'm going to drop some Norman Luboff choir on you. Laying down a little deep river for you youngsters. Welcome to Buckaroo Holiday. Gambling these days, these 
this I seem to think about How all the changes came about my way And I wonder if I'd see another I seem to be afraid to live the life that I have made in song. It's just that I've been losing so long.
page of memory and a long and passing thought Past a fable uncompleted with its lesson to be taught To be taught Down empty streets and sidewalks all dressed in silent mist Through it all try see my friend, see my friend it's me, it's me Look at My Friend by Shibbins. Shibbins was a band from Argentina. They released one album in 1968. And they were kids, and it was kind of a real low-budget thing, as you can hear. The album is terrific. I think it's been officially re-released on one of these specialty labels, you know, but uh, the album's called Livin' Free. Great stuff. I also wanted to mention something about the number before that, the old Negro spiritual, as they call them, Deep River. Might have played Paul Robeson doing that in another show. I don't know if I did or not, but uh, it's just one of the great spirituals. And Norman Luboff Choir recorded that with Leopold Stokowski conducting. And the orchestral arrangement for that version was done by Wally Stott who also arranged a lot of Scott Walker's stuff. And Wally Stott later had a sexual reassignment surgery and became Angela Morley and continued to do amazing arranging and composing until her death in, I think, 2009 or thereabouts. But it does go to show you the strange ways that artists' careers can intersect and overlap. So anyhow, that was that. And another thing I wanted to talk about a little bit, going back to the old shows, you know, one of the things that made me think about the way the old shows are formatted is, you know, like I've mentioned before, I don't keep any lists of what I've played on the show, and a lot of times I put stuff on there, and, you know, I go like, did I play this already? I I don't know. 
who knows, you know, and I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm just going to play stuff. And if I did play it before, you know, sue me. But this thing I noticed was, uh, you know, around the time that I left Facebook and lost all my friends with it, or you know, a vast amount of them. And also around that same time when I would make political jokes and stuff on this podcast, I would lose people, like two thirds of my listeners, you know, and it was a drag. I mean, losing all those friends and all those listeners, it's uh, a live, you know, but it was, it was tough and it sucked. So I heard myself on the show talking about this, like my de- like I was depressed and, you know, you don't want to put that on the show. What, what was I doing, you know? Like, so thank you for sticking with it if that, you know, because who needs that shit, right? So when it comes to confessional things and political things, I like expressing myself, of course, and I can find a different context for it. I used to have a blog for this stuff. I would write my, in my blog and I dropped it a while back. But I may start doing some stuff again, more, more organized essays, I think. And uh, I'm going to post them on Substack or something like that. And I think I'm going to post them with a pseudonym. I'm not going to tell you the pseudonym on here. I don't want people knowing it's me because uh, there are people these days who will threaten your kids and your dog and your sanity if they don't like what you express. That's what America has become. And uh, I'll tell you, somebody I knew and loved, a friend of mine, really good friend of mine, went down the deep left path, you know. It happens. It's like drug addiction or religious conversion, cultist, you know. It happens. And this person some years ago became involved in an action against some... There was some lawyer who said some stupid, bigoted, anti-Latino stuff. And so they got a whole gang of these uh, righteous people. They gathered outside the apartment building where this guy lived, and they had a mariachi band, and they blasted around the clock this music. And they chanted, of course, and they held signs, mostly said, hooray for our side. And like, now who, who are these people tormenting is my question, right? Everybody on the street, everybody in the building. For what? Because some guy said some stupid shit, you know? So this is what happens. Forget it. Anyway, enough about that. Here's uh, some music. We'll start this one with a band from Boston. This album is from the late 90s. The band was called Karate, or Karate. So the album was called The Bed Is In The Ocean, and this is a song from it, entitled There Are Ghosts. And then we'll hear a short recording of a guy messing around with an out-of-tune piano, and then we're going to land on some genius. That's right. Thelonious Monk returns to Buckaroo Holiday. This is from an album called Thelonious Monk Orchestra at Town Hall, and it is one of the few times that Monk worked with a bigger band rather than the quartets or quintets. Had a pretty large band there. The charts were arranged by Hal Overton or Hall Overton. Never was sure how to pronounce that. And it featured people like Pepper Adams and Barry Sachs. And it just, it's a killer, killer album. There were some great things on it. There's a great version of Thelonious. There's a great version of Little Rudy Tootie. Today I'm going to go with uh, Crepuscule with Nelly. A favorite piece of mine anyway, because it's one of the few through-written Monk pieces. It's not like a... uh, a theme and then a blowing session like a lot of songs you know this is a through written composition and it's very close to the version he had recently recorded at the time on an album i think monk's music was the album the one with where he's sitting in a red wagon on the cover anyhow um it's similar but there's something about the live thing that that i don't know it catches something that i love you know and we're gonna go from that to uh, about 10 years later 
And it's, uh, you know, there, there was a thing going on at the time, speaking of Monk, you know, where the teenagers couldn't decide who was the bigger pinup idol. Was it Thelonious Monk or was it Bobby Sherman? You know, the girls would battle over this in the pages of 16 and uh, Tiger Beat. One week it's Monk, next week it's Bobby Sherman. Me, I don't know. I can't, I can't make the call. You know, uh, Bobby Sherman starred on Here Come the Brides. So that was a big point in his favor, and he was dreamy. Monk had those angular melodies and those cunning dissonances. Great hats. I don't know. Tough to call. I'll let you make your mind up. You're going to hear Thelonious Monk, and then you're going to hear Bobby Sherman. And you can A and B them. Let me know what you think. But first, here's Karate. So quiet. I can hear that the refrigerator is on And I can hear the fabric from your sleeping bag How it sounds against someone else's floor There was a small riot That kept me up till dawn It seems someone had something to say The rest of the party out on the lawn What the hell did they say? Get off the telephone right now. Don't throw another minute away. Please, not today. Not today. Thank you. 
me sad girl Yeah, it brings me down All right Tossing and turning And freezing and burning Together, I was sure that you were mine. But leaving you, baby, is driving me crazy. It's got me wondering all the time. be like that uh, Julie London with a little bit of a blooper there but uh, how about that Thelonious Monk huh damn been listening to a lot of Monk lately you know how you go through these little jags where you uh, rediscover some artists it's uh, kind of fun and I've been checking out some Monk albums that I haven't listened to in a long time and also listening to some I had never listened to at all there's a handful of those and what's nice about it is a lot of them contain these one-off tunes that he didn't do very often elsewhere. There's certain things he would keep returning to, certain numbers. But um, there are these other ones that are just little gems that uh, appear one time on some album that I hadn't gotten to yet. So it's a great rediscovery. 
I'll probably be sticking some more of them in here because, uh, I don't know, right now I'm just once again awed by Thelonious Monk. Something interesting I'd recommend if you uh, are interested in Monk is uh, there was an album, he did a soundtrack for a French movie, uh, Les Liaisons d'Andrusses, but there's a song on it called Light Blue. When they released the soundtrack of this picture, they included the session where he's trying to teach this song to the drummer. It's, a, it's an interesting listen because uh, it isn't like there's a lot of dialogue. There's just this drummer trying to play this part, which seems really simple on the face of it until Monk comes in with him. And uh, the guy just can't get it. And you can understand why the guy can't get it. It doesn't make any sense. When you hear the track that they cut, it sounds amazing. But it's not something you would have listened to in the track and said, oh man, listen to that playing. It's a very subtle thing. But um, it shows you how insanely difficult his music was to play. Not in a show-offy way. It was in a very musical, necessary way. I don't know. It, it blows my mind. You should try to find that. It's on YouTube. But speaking of things I really dig, uh, and I didn't get to this because I didn't really do a post-Christmas show, did I? Uh, it was just the holiday show and then the New Year's things, which were concerned with that. I gotta tell you, I got all these great gifts for Christmas. I mean, it was really, really super. My uh, kids, my wife, they just, you know, knocked me out with the stuff they bought. And among these things is uh, a Gillette Fat Boy Safety Razor. So it's butterfly style, which means you turn the handle on the bottom and then the, the, the top opens up two doors, you know, like a DeLorean. Boom, you know, you put the blade in and then you can adjust it for uh, intensity of shave, gentle or really aggressive. But don't take that to mean harsh. Either way, it's smooth as silk. It just depends on your beard and what you need, you know. Yeah, but I want to tell you, I've never had a shave like this, man. This thing is from 1959, right? That's old. Trust me, that's old. <laughs> and it's been reconditioned, they, uh, but lovingly and expertly reconditioned. This thing, it comes in this box with this amazing font on it that says Gillette, you know, like uh, this kind of deco looking thing with this uh, little magnifying glass in it so you can see the adjustable band on the neck of the thing. Oh, it's sweet. And it's got a little slot for a package of razor blades. I'm not going to use them because they're vintage, but you know, I use these Russian razor blades that are really good. Try them out, comrades. But the thing with shaving is, you know, it's not, nobody likes to do it. it it's just it's something you gotta do if you don't wanna be, you know, be whiskered. And you know, if you wanna be be whiskered, that's fine. I, mean, I don't judge. But I don't particularly wanna be be whiskered, so I shave. And if it's something you gotta do, you may as well make it a pleasure. So I really, I, I commit to the shave. I uh, get, I have a whole range of, uh, oh, I sound like Jen Psaki. I have a whole range of club men mostly club men aftershaves i got all the accoutrements is what i'm saying and i try to make it a real pleasure and this this fat boy razor oh but you know if you're using these disposable razors you're missing the boat and if you use an electric razor yeah it's a whole nother world i don't know uh, you know it's like uh, if i was if i was uh, if i was pete seeger i'd pull the plug out maybe maybe i'd even scold you yeah sullying the art of shaving with your vulgar loud buzzing but uh, speaking of that vulgar loud buzzing is kind of what i thought about uh, a lot of rock and roll when i was a kid 10 or so you know um i wasn't really a rock and roll fan i was a pop fan you know i liked certain records but i wasn't really into it until i saw gimme shelter and became besotted with the stones and then that led to uh, reading rock magazines and then discovering david bowie and that was it that was when everything changed. 
But prior to that, I had this idea of rock music, like hard rock music. And that idea pretty much was uh, P.U., you know? So lately, what I've been trying to do is listen to a lot of that kind of music that was around then. And most of it I still can't stand. I, I'll tell you, flat out, I just don't like that kind of shit. I don't like jam bands. I don't like 10 Years After. I don't like Manassas. I don't like, ugh, Christ, uh, Humble Pie. Any of that stuff. I, I just, yeah, you know, it just bores me. What can I say? Now, you may dig this stuff. I don't know. And if you do, God bless you. I'm trying here because I want to discover things, and sometimes you got to go backwards. You know, a lot of people look to current music, and they dig around, they try to find stuff that they like, and uh, I'll dig a new thing if it happens to come along. But there's a lot more old stuff than there is new stuff. You know, it's just how it goes, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and it's all there to listen to, so uh, I turn these rocks over and see what's underneath them. Got one here called Crowfoot. This is from 1970 or 71. And it sounds like it. And you can picture these guys. You can picture the beards. You can picture the long straight hair and the denim and all that. But the song's got pop values. That's what I dig about it. So I'm going to play that. You may not like it, but give it a chance. You never know. You never know. It might just creep up on you. Might be doing it right now. Then I'm going to play Deep Purple. Fuck it.
stay inside to play Singing songs that wish the rain would go away Indeed, that's the kind of deep purple I like to hear. Good stomping rock and roll things. And if you're listening to 
coming up in just a second from Pauline Murray. It's called Sympathy. Pauline Murray. Hey, 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 Peel, look, come on, my show. Oh, when will we learn? This, this is-, is Buckaroo Holiday, that's what this is, not Top Gear. You've had your day, the late John Peel. Ha! Anyway, Pauline Murray there, one of the more unsung figures in late 70s British punk, with her band Penetration, and then subsequent uh, solo work, which I prefer. Although I did like the Penetration album, Moving Targets. That song was originally on an album called Paulie Murray and the Invisible Girls, which was a band with Martin Hannett, later went on to produce so many things like uh, Joy Division and stuff. But I like that Peel session better. It's plainer. It's kind of like the thing I feel about a lot of John Cale's records. The production ideas are kind of cool, but when you hear the song done more straight up and less adorned and tricked out, it just sounds better. It's easier to get to somehow. Okay, going to start this next set with something by Catherine Ribeiro. That's how you pronounce it, I think. R-I-B-E-I-R-O. And Alps, or Alpes, I don't know. 
Um regard Claire. I don't know. I, what, do you, what do you think I am? Un regard Claire. Un regard Claire. <laughs> a clear look, right? A clear look, which you won't get from listening to me, let me tell you. <laughs> She's a French performer. Duh. Very interesting work. It, uh, kind of hard to categorize, which is the best kind, right? She's been at it since the 60s, and um, I guess a cult figure. But an amazing voice, and her stuff ranges quite widely. It's worth looking around in. This one here is an early piece. It's from like 70, 71. And after her, I'm going to play something by Lemmy. No, not that Lemmy. Lemmy Mabasso, who called himself Lemmy Special. And he was special. South African artist, a penny whistle player. This piece here is called Jazz Quela. The Quela was popular music of that era, which is, I guess, the 50s, the 60s in South Africa. Started as like choral music and then began to embrace a lot of other styles, including this penny whistle thing. Very upbeat, happy music. And any major dude with half a heart wants you to feel upbeat and happy. That's how I like to think of myself, as a half-hearted major dude. But anyhow, you're also going to hear something by the North Sea Radio Orchestra. It's kind of like a uh, Penguin Cafe kind of an outfit, but they have a chorus too, as well as this uh, sort of modern chamber ensemble kind of thing. And I hope, by the way, that T-Fib appreciates that I'm sneaking in these Steely Dan songs as bed music here. You know, maybe it's a tease. Maybe you see it as a tease. Maybe you want a real Steely Dan song. Maybe I'm not ready to commit. Have a think of that.
by the North Sea Radio Orchestra from an album also entitled I, A Moon. Hell of a claim, you know? You're, 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 you're describing yourself as a heavenly body. Who knows? Maybe you are. If so, send me a picture. I'll be the judge. So I do want to acknowledge, uh, didn't really do it before, I want to acknowledge the, the Patreon people who will be uh, responsible for me being able to get the turntable I need to do these shows I'm talking about earlier and uh, who did help me get this interface that I'm using now. Let's me do this show. So, it's deeply appreciated. And those shows will be coming up soon, as soon as I can get that together on the Patreon, as well as a couple of other specials. And there is one more commission that I have now. The commissions have slowed to a trickle. And I don't know if there will be any more, not that I know of right now, but there is one more coming. We'll get to it. There's also a special that is um, keep being kept back for special circumstances. It's finished. It's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might have mentioned it before, but I'm going to be uh, coy about it now. Because why not? And as I mentioned on another show, uh, Willie will be joining me soon for specials. Uh, I think on each show we'll have a segment with Willie. But now, uh, but now we went from some happy music there, I guess, to... Uh, Let's go to something other than Shostakovich from his string quartet number 15 of profoundly, gravely serious work and very beautiful. The first movement especially is amazingly gorgeous, but it's really, really long. I'm going to play a shorter segment of it. This is the Nocturne movement, but the entire thing is slow and serious. So I'll give you a little taste of it, and I do recommend you check it out if you like this at all. Beautiful, beautiful writing. Shostakovich String Quartet number 15. Then we're going to go to uh, The Idle Race. Jeff Lynne's first band. Or, I don't know, first really well-known band, anyway. And maybe a smidge of Hanna-Barbera and uh, Slap Happy. You know Slap Happy? Kind of a art-pop band. And this song to me is kind of like Prague Girl Group, I think. But it's uh, Peter Blegvad and Dagmar Krause. And the third member, uh, blanking. Uh, wait, no, Anthony Moore. Right, Anthony Moore. Who, by the way, has done some really interesting stuff uh, apart from Slap Happy. There's a record called Flying Doesn't Help I should play something from. There's some really great stuff on that one. Yeah. But Dagmar, you know, she has a little bit of the Yoko Ono in her voice, which I really don't mean as an insult to her, although it can't help but sound like one, but yeah, you'll see what I mean. And I should mention, because I did it a little on the, uh, on the, ooh, the secret show I just recorded is what I did it on, but I talked about the bed music that I use on that one, because it's theme-specific on that one. But it's something I maybe ought to do more of. I, I often forget to do it, but along with what you've heard before with some McCartney and some Steely Dan, what you're hearing right now is Brian Bennett, who, a uh, great, great library music composer. Image by Brian Bennett. Anyway, here's Shostakovich.
Brian Wilson playing his song Friends on piano. It's from an album called Brian Wilson at My Piano, which, you know, it's it's another way to squeeze product out of Brian Wilson. And I wasn't interested in hearing it for that reason. But then I did, and I really dig it, actually. The versions of the songs, and he does them from across his entire career, they're very plain, unadorned, uh, just comping at the piano and uh, a little bit of overdubbed piano playing the melodies of the songs but uh, it's a beautiful thing to listen to I think and you can hear in that one boy he's um, I never even heard it in that record I've listened to Friends a thousand times and never noticed that there was an Eric Satie thing happening there and that's typical of Brian where he'll start with something that he likes and kind of imitate it but reel it off into a whole nother thing and the original source is often completely invisible by the time he's done. Maybe in a certain way it's comparable to Thelonious Monk taking something like um, Blue Skies and changing the melody and turning it into In Walt Bud. Not exactly the same, of course, but just drawing the parallel with two great American geniuses of music from the 20th century. I, those two and Charles Ives for me are, you know, that's the trio. I'm trying to get this show done because I don't know when I'm going to be able to do the next one. I have surgery on my mouth this week. Um, I'm a little, I don't know, a little scared of it, uh, but it should be all right. But uh, I don't know how I'm going to be after that. So I want to get this thing posted. And while I can uh, talk, because I don't trust, I hate doctors. I, you know, I think they're the scum of the earth. Um, it's just how it is. So I'm, I'm a little wary of it, but uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure it'll be fine. I you know. want to thank, while I'm able to speak, Rich, who's a loyal listener and a Patreon member, sent me an uh, amazing video of uh, Slim Gaylord that was aired on a British show called, I think, Arena. I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I've been you know, distracted with various other things, but it's amazing. And I'll give a full report on it when I've seen the very end of it. But uh, thank you, Rich, for that. I, it's on YouTube if you want to see it. But anyhow, more to come on that one. Just want to give that little tip of the hat. I think I'm in the mood for another sunny kind of a tune. I like this kind of light-hearted kind of thing today. I'm more, more into that today than the heavy stuff. I don't know. And... Uh, this one's going to go all the way. This is Buttons and Bows from the Bob Hope movie, The Pale Face, sung by Evelyn Knight. I like this version of it. A lot of people did this one. Bob Hope did it himself. And uh, I think the hit on the radio was, um, what's her face? Uh, Dinah Shore. I think Dinah Shore was the hit. But this is a good one, Evelyn Knight. And then I'm going to play something by a guy that I know. He... Uh, He's a real nice guy, accordion virtuoso, Guy Klusevic. Talked to him quite a bit at a house concert he gave at uh, the home of a former friend of mine. And he's really just an amazing musician. We're going to hear a track called Claire Boyant. little play on words there in keeping with my current theme of uh, happy stuff. It's from an album of his called My Choice. And My Choice, after that one, is a number from the legendary Broadway show Hair. And uh, I saw the show years ago. I was young, and the nude scene was really the thing that rocked my world at that time. (laughs) 
but uh, the songs are great. The Galt McDermott music is phenomenal. And even if the lyrics are kind of dippy and kind of annoying, so many of the tunes in it are just great and timeless things. I uh, love it. This is The Flesh Failures, or Let the Sunshine In. I think it's the finale of the show. And I don't think enough people hear the original version of it. The uh, covers of it and the, the big hit by the Fifth Dimension and all a lot more popular. If I played it before, so be it, but here it is again. But first, Evelyn Knight. A western ranch is just a branch of nowhere junction to me. Give me the city where living's pretty and the gals wear finery. East is east and west is west and the wrong one I have chose. Let's go where I'll keep on wearing those frills and flowers and buttons and bows, rings and things and buttons and bows. Don't bury me in this prairie, take me where cement grows let's move down to some big town where they love the gal by the cut of her clothes and i'll stand out in my buttons and bows i love you in buckskin our shirts that i've homespun but i love you longer stronger friends don't tote a gun my bones denounce the buckboard bounce and the cactus hurts my toes let's vamoose where gals keep using those silks and satins and linen that shows and i'm all yours in buttons and Thank you. 
The short of breath Walking proudly in our winter coats Wearing smells from laboratories Facing a dying nation Of moving paper fantasy Listening for the new told lies With supreme visions of lonely tunes Somewhere Inside something there is a rush of greatness Who knows what stands in front of our lives I fashion my future on films in space Silence tells me secretly Across the Atlantic Sea And I 
It's Prague time on Buckaroo Holiday. Hey, that's right. It is Prague time here on Buckaroo Holiday. And we got all the votes in this week. And I thought we were going to be playing some Finnish music. It looked like it was going to be a close one between Tasvalan Presidenti and Wigwam. But then at the last minute, there was a surge for Pete Sinfield. So this is Under the Sky from Pete Sinfield. Sorry about all you Finnish music fans. Maybe we'll do an entire Finland special on Buckaroo Holiday Extra on the Patreon. Keep you posted. But here's Pete Sinfield from the album Still.
I've got a real soft spot for that album. Pete Sinfield is a guy who's written all these lyrics for prog bands, especially King Crimson. You know, he's like a laughing stock to a lot of people. You know, they they point out his lyrics as the goofiest part of the whole equation. Yeah, you know, no goofier than anything, really. Who gives a shit? <laughs> that album was really good. Still. Uh, let's see, what are we going to do now? I'll work backwards from this next set. Our friend Leonard Bernstein did a set of pieces called Arias and Baccarolles, and here's one of those. It's called Greeting, sung by Deborah Voigt. And uh, I apologize. I apologize for eating almonds while I'm doing this. That's untoward. Deborah Voigt's performance will be preceded by a number by Captain Beefheart, Candle Mambo. And if you're going to play Captain Beefheart, you have to play some nuns. Now, I don't mean the rock band, the nuns. I mean a bunch of nuns. Got a number here from an album by the Medical Mission Sisters. Obviously a small label release, and it's an original number. It's called Hear My Call. I find it very touching and very pretty. I hope you agree. And I'm thinking one of the things about this set might be things that uh, people might disagree on, whether they're pretty or not. Deborah Voigt might annoy people, that soprano thing, you know, the art song bit. And Captain Beefheart, well, everybody knows Captain Beefheart tends to polarize listeners. But I think we'll all agree that this first cut is great. On one of the recent shows, I don't know which one, one of the holiday shows, I played a track by Tomorrow, the band Tomorrow and the song was called Hallucinations. This song is also called Mr. Rainbow. And a lot of people did it. This is a version of it by a band from Singapore. The band is called The Quests. And I think it's the best version of the song. I think it's better than tomorrow's version. So even though I played that, I'm going to play this. Because uh, ever since I put that on, I'm saying I should have played The Quests. The tomorrow version it sounds better. This sounds kind of crummy. But it's just the better version. I. I I couldn't live with myself. It's in my 
Well, we're getting close to the end of this thing, and I'm not going to extend it with any extra tricky stuff, because I really do want to get it posted tonight. And hopefully, if this surgery on my mouth is not uh, too punishing, I can start getting to work on the other stuff right away after that. But uh, think of me. Send a prayer. <laughs> um... I wanted to talk about a few different things, but I didn't get to them. I wanted to talk about this book I got, The, the Age of Rock. Jonathan Eisen, one of these compilations that this guy did in the early 70s of various rock journalism pieces. And there was a piece in it about Phil Oaks that really pissed me off and uh, led to some other things that I... I I'll get into it because I'll set it up. I'll play some Phil Oaks and I'll talk about this book. So remind me, right? The last thing you're going to hear today is a piece by Alex North, the film composer. And this is from a film called The Bachelor Party. It's called Love Theme. And it's an interesting thing because it's really pretty, but it has this disturbing polytonality in it. Handled really well, really subtly. And I think you'll dig it. And that's going to be what we end on. But before that, I'm going to play something by the Bow Street Runners. Mid-60s, 64, 65. There's an R&B group out of England where uh, Mick Fleetwood got his start and uh, Mike Pato from uh, Timebox and Pato. And it's a kind of a silly, cheesy, stupid, but fun kind of cut. Baby never say goodbye, but I am going to disappoint them because, baby, I am going to say goodbye after that. Well, after Alex North, yeah.
Ah, doesn't that bittersweet music reflect how we're feeling right now at the end of another episode of Buckaroo Holiday? I know, I know. Be strong. Be strong. I want to thank you for listening. And I'm going to ask you to say a prayer for me again, you know, this, uh, this, this doctor getting near my mouth, you know. I don't know. I don't know. But I will be getting busy with the new shows as soon as possible. And I'll see you then. Here at nearly the beginning of 2022, I wish you all the very best. And I thank you for spending time with me here on Buckaroo Holiday. Said I wasn't going to do any kind of goofy stuff at the end, but, uh, you know, let's end it with uh, a little bit of Buddy Rich and his daughter. Adios, buckaroos.